Hello. Sean. Um, thank you for that friendly greeting. <laughs> Hashtag not all men has been trending. Yeah. And it really annoyed me. The whole thing over the last couple of days annoyed me. Um, it started off, obviously, we got the tragic case of Sarah Everard, who was murdered. Um, at this moment, we are presuming by a police officer. And she was walking home late at night. And obviously, he's been charged. And so that's sort of to a point at the moment. That's where that story ends. There's been a bit of a backlash on social media. Quite a large um, number of tweets, etc. from women saying that they never feel safe when they go out. And we had a lady in the House of Lords suggest that there should be a 6pm curfew for men. That's ridiculous. That obviously is ridiculous. It's a bit of a silly thing to say. And then I read... Uh, quite a few tweets by a lady called Julie Cohen on Twitter where she actually explained a valid experience of being on a train after a night out and there was three men middle-aged men white men um, who'd obviously had a few drinks who made a few little remarks what they would have probably considered banter and she explained how in her mind the next day they would be back at home with their wives and kids just talking about their good night out and how she felt really scared and when she got off the train she had to hide and I read through the thread and I thought it was quite interesting and, and then she said and I'll read it now and no it's not all men but it is cis men even normal ones even the ones with wives and kids who think they are the good ones. That annoyed me quite a lot. That's a very sweeping statement there. Well, isn't the whole thing overly sweeping against all men? Yes, this, this lady's been murdered. That's terrible. But she's been murdered by a police officer who presumably has shown his ID. Mm. You know, Tom mentioned this. And it feels like, what's your experience? And obviously every woman's got a different experience. But most women, I think it was 97% of women, suggested that they had felt intimidated by men or had received what they felt would be sexual comments. You see, it's... You know, this is this is very difficult because, as you say, what what one person would find offensive, another person wouldn't. What one person would say was um, sexual misconduct, another woman wouldn't. So it's it is very difficult to to pinpoint. I think women being, and I know probably a lot of people would would hate me saying this, but we are the weaker sex. Um, physically physically it's it makes us more vulnerable and when you go out late at night you do feel more vulnerable there are less people around the people that are out late at night are usually you know drunk or is more likely to be drunk 
up to no good, um, part of a maybe a gang culture or something, you just feel a lot more vulnerable at night. So this is why I would never, I would never walk home at night. But I would just, be, I would be just as wary of two men in in suits or two men in, um, you know, in casual wear or two women going out. You know, I'd just be, I'd be just as wary of of everybody because you don't know what anybody's going to be like. And I suppose if a policeman come, comes up to you and shows you his ID, I would be more relaxed shall we just say yeah and, and feel a lot safer but it, it is very difficult I think it's very easy for a woman to to feel vulnerable if they're on their own and a group of people come in whether they're male or female or whatever race you know gender <laughs> there you would still feel a little bit intimidated especially if they were drunk yeah that that makes sense but would you because obviously the the backlash that's come about and i have to say there's a bit of me that feels like almost anything can happen now and it's followed by a huge backlash sometimes it feels like it's out of hand because here we're talking about a tragic case and from that thousands of women potentially even more saying that they feel threatened by men and it's become this big this big thing really overnight and it's unfortunate that it doesn't actually match the crime because we are talking about a police officer here we are talking about an unusual situation and yes i get that women maybe do feel uh as you said you wouldn't walk home at night on your own whereas I probably would so there is that natural difference between men and women and we have you know as you said one sex is one gender is stronger than the other you know I'm not suggesting there's only two genders by the way and so isn't that I, I, I think there's a there's almost a sense that people are suggesting that most men, certainly that lady suggested it, that most of us, if I go out on a night out, that most of us are disrespectful to women and are accidentally threatening towards them. Whereas... But you see, I, I do think that's <clears throat> ridiculous because just recently this this movement of not saying certain words to women and, and not using certain phrases, which which some women apparently find offensive and other women wouldn't be bothered about at all. If, if somebody called you, you know, or somebody called me poppet or love um, or you look beautiful today, it, it, wasn't, it wouldn't bother me in the slightest. In fact, I'd probably be quite, quite flattered. But that's not threatening, is it? No, but some people would find that offensive. Some people don't like that. And therefore, are we blurring the lines between what would be considered... Um, you know, consider threatening behaviour or making you feel vulnerable. To be honest with you, if I was on a tube in London at 11 o'clock at night on my own, every single person, even some little old man on a Zimmer frame, I would feel vulnerable. You know, but, but that's the way it is. Because I'm on my own, I would automatically feel more vulnerable than if I was with somebody else. Do you think it comes from... I mean, I've been on nights out where... 
I see guys, you know, people I'm with and the way they approach women and actually deep down the way they think of women is not particularly respectful, put it that way. No. And do you think it possibly comes from the whole thing of if you're in a club or if you're in a pub, historically it's always tended to be almost like this this strange thing that, that David Attenborough would do a commentary over and here comes the male predator <laughs> looking for the female. Exactly. It sounds a bit silly, but does it come from that? And within that group, have you got 10% of men who are dicks? To be quite frank, have you got 10% yes. of men who talk to women in quite a disrespectful way and at times maybe could be threatening? The issue is that it becomes all of us. No, I think I think the line between being disrespectful and being a bit of a dick... Um, there, Don't swear on a, the podcast. There is a, a massive gap between being disrespectful and between making someone feel threatened in some way. I, I do think there's a very large gap between the between the two. Uh, yeah, I think there is. Um, it's almost, though, what's happened is... These women are saying, because they're scared to walk home at night, it's men's fault. But that's been years. No, that's no, been but happening for years. Like, you know, when that I doesn't was make a it right. When I was a teenager, I'd have never walked home at night. But people were racist for years. You know, that, that to a point doesn't matter. What they seem to be saying now is it shouldn't be like that. The problem yeah, is... But you, I would be just as scared of a group of girls out there. Than yeah, men. Yeah, yeah. It's the fact of who's out late at night and and what they're doing late at night and how they are when they're under the influence of alcohol late at night. But then it's, it's interesting because it does happen to us as well. I was telling you the story of when I came out of a meeting, I was in my suit, it was midday in London. Three, it was, I was in a train carriage on my own, I think it was in Docklands, and three guys got in the carriage, got on at the next stop, they were big. They were like, you know, I'm six foot one. They were about six foot four, six foot five. And to say they looked threatening was an understatement. And I'm sat there thinking, oh my God. And it was one of the only times in my life that I actually felt really quite intimidated. Yet nothing happened. They were perfectly normal. They were perfectly okay. But I actually did feel intimidated. And I wonder if that's how some women feel all the time. The problem with it is, does that come down to um, an unnatural prejudice? I'll be honest, these guys who got on the train, three huge black guys, all in like tracksuits, and maybe I've got this unconscious prejudice there that I'm thinking, oh, oh, this is an unnerving situation. I probably would have felt exactly the same if it was three big white guys, to be fair. But do you think maybe more women than we know of actually go through more obvious threatening behaviour than... Can you stop that? You, you yourself said, nobody said anything. It was the fact that they were a lot bigger than you and they outnumbered you. Yeah. Was that feeling of if they did turn against you or they did have a problem with you sitting there, <clears throat> potentially they could hurt you. Well, that's that's most most women, isn't it? 
that's it anywhere. So you you can't control that situation. Of course, if, if somebody's walking towards you and it's a guy and he's he's six foot tall and you know really really well built, you know you, you're going to walk past him and think yes, they could he could hurt me. But the, there's nothing you can do about that. You don't know that person. That person could be the nicest, sweetest person, and it's actually the five foot two guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the knife. Always you know, is. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's always a little bloke. <laughs> All I'm saying is that, you know, feeling intimidated is, is one thing. And I think that's just that's just inbuilt. That's humanity. That's humanity and survival. Why are we not afraid of, of a King Charles Spaniel, but we're more wary of a Doberman? That's true. You, know, that's you, true. you don't know because you, you, you think, okay, the Doberman has his reputation of being more aggressive, so men have a reputation of being more. Aggressive. Or it's got the ability. Hold on, is that is that it? That it's got the ability to really hurt you. Yes. A King Charles Spaniel could be as angry as it wants to yes, be. Yes, it can never. Kind hurt of irrelevant. <laughs> it, it's not going to hurt. <clears throat> exactly. So I I think it's what you perceive as a danger. Individual people see as a as a danger. Now, you know, I would see possibly, um, you know, a group hanging around a shop of teenage kids yeah. more of a threat than I would maybe three guys in suits. But that could be totally wrong. But people often perceive a group of teenagers as a threat, do they not? Whether they're girls or boys. Of course. Because they think that they're going to be mouthy or they're going to be rude. And in actual fact, they often prove people wrong. And on the difference, you know, the flip side of that coin, you'd accept three well-dressed people in suits to be, you know, decent people. They've got obviously got good jobs, but that says nothing about their moral character. They could be the worst people in the world. Look at my father. When he had, before he went into a home and his Alzheimer's was kicking off, mm -hmm. he, he left the house in his pyjamas and he walked, I think it was five miles, and he must have walked past countless people yeah. who ignored him. And... It was a group of teenagers, about 14 and 15, apparently, who stopped him, called the police and sat with him till the police got there. Yeah. And that summed it up. And so, so that's an example of it. Exactly. But it's just what you perceive as a threat. And sometimes people, <clears throat> people have more of a perception with certain groups of people, um, which, which is a shame, but... You know, truth be told, you don't know who is a threat to you. You know, somebody might have taken a, a hit of drugs or something. You don't know who's a threat to you. And and sometimes if they've taken alcohol, if they're, you know, very, very angry, if they've been on drugs, then it doesn't matter how big they are. They can be really strong and really aggressive and can do some damage. No, it's true. And, and those guys on the train, they probably weren't aware that, I've got a particular set of skills that make me a nightmare for people like that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, the, the one thing I would say, yes, it is a kind of prejudice mm. in a way that if you are a bigger bloke, and I've seen it, I've seen women look at me and I'm a bigger person, I haven't got any hair, yeah. not through choice, and I probably, and I never look, I never smile, so I probably look threatening. So in some ways it is a bit of prejudice. But I would also say my experience of most men I've ever met is that over half have a less than positive view of women, in my view. The way they speak to women, 
the way they think of women deep now, down. Now, how much I, of that is banter? How much of that is, I need to be one of the lads? Well, no, I think it's not. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. I think a lot of people have this sense of... Um, they don't deep down see women as equal. They see women as something to conquer, to be quite frank. And I wonder if that's if there is some validity to it. Because a lot of men, let's be honest, you must have seen it in your work, just walking around town, anywhere. You must have seen many men, just the way they behave. It's patently obvious, their lack of respect, mm. maybe. But then maybe they also have a lack of respect for other men. But... As a general rule, I do think there's quite a thing out there where um, a lot of men don't respect women as they should do. But again, I mean, a lack of respect. These women choose these men. If you're going to put up with a lack of respect, then that's, that, that's your choice. But a lack of respect for women is not an aggression towards women. It is not an intimidation towards well, women. it's not. We were talking about this yesterday. There's one thing you, you talked about escorting people out mm. of the hospital late at night. Yes. Do you escort men out? Well, no, because there's not, there's not men that work in there, really. I mean, the men are doctors and they, they go somewhere else. They often don't work twilights. If, if a... Because because the hospital gets very dark at night. Okay, it's quite a safe place. We're in, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. a working. Of course, you know, a hospital is a relatively safe place, but it is quiet during the night, and the the back ways out into the staff car park are very quiet and very dark. So we often will those people that work at twilights and finish at one thirty in the morning or two. We will often take two people to escort them out so two people can come back. So we know that they're in the car safely. Now, I've done a few twilights in my time. And even though it's, it's going to be so unlikely that anything's going to happen, I feel really vulnerable because it's 1.30 at night. I'm on my own and I'm getting into a car and I feel vulnerable. So as soon as I get into my car, I lock my doors. Would a man be escorted and out? And I feel vulnerable all the way home because often I think, you know, if someone Good jumps point. out, I wouldn't stop. Would a man be escorted out? I don't know, no, probably not. He probably wouldn't want to be escorted out. No. And, but, that, and that's the difference. But that goes into this thing. We were talking about Alice. If she went somewhere, we were saying we have this natural thing, don't we, all of us, mm. if it's a young lady... We say, make sure you text me when you're there. Make sure you're okay and all that. We don't tend to do that so much with boys. No, I did with Tom. Yes, I always well, did. Well, yes, but you're his mother. But but the point is, even just side comments and everything, we all do it. We all protect women yes. from a young age, especially young girls, more yeah. than we do boys. And there's a real sense of allowing the boy to find himself and all that. So it's in our culture to actually make a young woman feel more vulnerable. We do it yeah, from the we, day they're born. We, we do, because we, we let boys have a lot more freedom than, than girls. Um, you know, we do think boys can, can protect themselves and they'll be all right. And girls, you have to protect from boys and men. And, um, you know, I would never want Alice to walk home on, on her own. I know Tom used to walk home from work on his own. 
regular basis. I used to worry about him. Yeah. And I used to listen out for the door, but that's to say because he's my son. But I don't. I don't expect anyone battered an eyelid when he left work at eleven o'clock and walked home. Um, or from a night out and walked home at midnight, no one would have worried. But if it was a girl doing that, they would have said, oh, you sure you don't want to get a taxi? And I, and I think this goes... And I would pay for a taxi for Alice every single time. Exactly. And this goes back to this whole notion of the man being stronger, potentially the man being the predator that's built into us. I mm. get what you're saying about being intimidated, no matter who it was, whether it's older men, whether it's a, a group of girls or whatever. But deep down in, in our heads... We all have this view, possibly, that a man is more likely to be the predator of a woman than anything else. The fact that the number of men who would actually be true predators is minuscule yeah. doesn't seem to matter. It's a bit like keeping your children safe because you're worried about paedophiles. There's presumably very few paedophiles out there, but, but you don't take the risk. But when you say, you know, 98% of people, I think it's... You know, if you, as I say, if you if you're on your own, you feel intimidated. I've I've never been in a situation where where somebody's said anything to me and I felt really scared. But I've never ever I've always been one to who would never have walked home. And often when I see things like you know somebody was taking a cut through through a park or a graveyard or yeah, down yeah. alleyway, I think to myself, why would you do that? Why would you ever put yourself in that position? And somebody would say to me. You know, why shouldn't I be able to walk home the way I want to walk home? Absolutely. Um, but I just, I just, you know, I just wouldn't because one lone female on her own, I think, sticks out a mile. And people will notice. They will, but it's still that, yeah, it's, it's a really interesting subject. And it, I, I found it interesting that I got so annoyed by the notion that a few women were suggesting that all men disrespect women and yeah. all men are capable of being predators i could honestly say on my kids lives i don't believe i've ever disrespected a woman besides banter and sometimes mm. really bad banter which goes back and forth and you can do that with certain people you know to a real bad level i don't honestly feel i've ever had um i've ever actually felt that women were lesser than men so is this the first time a white man has felt affronted because of the sweeping statement that somebody has made now how many times do other members of society have to put up with assumptions sweeping statements well that's what i was that's the question and that's what we said to tom and tom made mm. quite a good point he said what was it he said you you don't deal with prejudice by using prejudice against another group of people but I actually it was interesting yesterday because I felt so affronted mm. and because of what I just said about how I genuinely feel that I haven't disrespected women in any way I, I was relatively uh offended and I, I believe it is um it is a bit of an eye-opener because people do presume all black people are the same, all Chinese people are the same. Um, mm. And maybe it's not different in any way 
but to we seem to have reached the point where we're now classing half of the human race as the same. That, and that's a crazy thing. It's completely wrong to presume that certain people are have certain traits just because of the colour of their skin. But and that's, that's what society does. Yes, it does. And that's billions time. of people. Mm. That's billions of people. And so now we're doing it with... People from a certain country, people... Exactly. You know, whatever they, they do, whatever they do for a job, whatever they um, whatever their religion is, what, we make sweeping statements as a human race about each one of those differences. And that's where the hashtag not all men mm. started to trend because so many men, in actual fact, interestingly, not just white men, any man, you know, any man of any colour got very offended by yeah. it. So, yes, it was an eye-opener for me, and in some ways it's probably quite useful to be discriminated against um, unfairly because you do start to see it. And as much as we believe racism's awful and we think we have an indication of what it does to people, we really don't... You don't, you don't know anything until it happens to you. Mm. You know, and, and it really... It hits home a bit. The only other thing I thought on this is, are we trying, do we seem to be continually almost trying to de... This is the wrong word. Demasculinize men. It feels to me, with so many things, and I do get the gender equality, and we've talked about that many times, and we've talked about how you know men and women are different. Uh, are we almost trying to, in so many different areas, say men shouldn't be men? We do have natural traits that that make us what we are, just as women exactly. do. And, uh, you know, you're not going to change millions and millions of years of evolution in, in 10 years because somebody says this needs to change. Yeah. It, it's not going to happen. If you think of how much society has changed really just in the last 60, 70 years in the way roles are, are seen. Um, but you're not going to change those inherent, inbuilt parts of what it is to be a man and what it is to be a woman. No. This, this is millions of years of evolution. So you're always going to have them and we, we're going to have to live with those traits and manage those traits yeah and women are always going to feel vulnerable because men on the whole are stronger physically so if you come across somebody who's much stronger physically and you're on your own you're going to feel more intimidated that's that's natural that is your natural feeling your your fight and flight and a small minority of men are predators but I suppose you could then say, I suppose that a small minority of women are serial killers. Exactly. But, but yeah, it it's a fascinating subject, and it, it sort of hit home this week hmm. in the, just the whole way it's it's blown up from a case that actually is not related to it at all. It's almost like people have been waiting for anything to say. Yeah. Um, I felt intimidated all my life. And to be fair, it could well be that there, it likely is that millions of women have suffered something happened. Something's happened to them 
that stuck with them and quite rightly for the rest of their lives they feel very fearful it's, it's and we shouldn't discount that though and when you speak to to people of your age group they often will go back and think oh my god the risks i used to take when i used to walk home they see it as a risk yeah 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 you know even though nothing happened to them they see it as a risk but we're in brook to say like you look you look at a train carriage and you've got a young girl of 20 and a, a guy of 50 you know sitting in that train carriage and you would ask yourself who would feel more vulnerable who would be more threatened you know yeah but it could be the fact that that 20 year old woman is about to kill that 50 year old man or steal his wallet or steal his wallet exactly or knock him over you know you don't know so we're we're in built to look at situations a certain way yeah and they're not always the way that they seem that's why you you know i have to keep telling myself just because three men are in suits, it doesn't mean that they're nice people. And just because three men are in biker outfits on Harley Davidsons doesn't mean that they're they're going to be, you know, horrible people. No, no, no. My experience is the people in the suits are usually the uh, lesser pleasing people, put it that exactly. way. Exactly. You learn to, to take people on face value. But whatever happens, I don't think that you're ever going to get rid of a vulnerability that women have in certain situations. It's impossible. This is something that happens without your control. If you're on your own in whatever situation, you can you're gonna feel vulnerable. Whether and it's on a train, whether it's whether it's And I think that sums it up. Work or... You're not gonna change the whole of society. No. You have to to a point take personal responsibility. To keep that, yourself safe. That never means that you know, a, a man is right if he's a predator. Of course, it doesn't. But there, ha- you know, the fact is, we this is to a point just the way it is, and it just feels to me that every situation now is blowing up into some massive social media storm. Yeah, you've got to you've got to take steps to keep yourself safe. You've got to report instances that make you feel uncomfortable. You know that yeah. if you if you have any instances that happen to you. That, then that needs to be reported. But the greying lines, of course, are when people are drunk and what seems like banter to somebody else, like what happened to that lady, yeah. it wasn't anything that they did wrong. And they probably, when they were sober, would have been mortified to think that somebody felt like that. Good point. But, Good point. you know, a lot of men banter, and sometimes when they're especially in their groups, it can be inappropriate. But they certainly would never intend to make someone feel so uncomfortable and vulnerable that they're they're worried about going out or they worry about it when they get home i wonder if you would feel different though if you'd had a bad incident happen to you yeah absolutely of course you would i mean if you if you have a bad incident that happens to you it's going to stay with you for a long time so if you were put in a position and you think i I was so lucky to escape that and it, it would change everything just just any big event that happens in your life that frightens you or scares you of course it's going to change the way you do things yeah so it's going to mean that that person doesn't go back on the train at night they're going to start getting a taxi or they might learn to drive or you know just to be just just to feel much safer but but you might not believe that all cis men are a problem no no of course but you would feel that 
okay, I need to take more responsibility for my for my safety, and I'm not never going to put myself in that position again. You can almost feel angry about it. Yeah, being yeah, like, yeah. this is it. I'm not going to put myself in that position again. Um, I'm going to make sure that this is what I'm going to do instead. Yeah. Yeah. Whether that's walking home with somebody, whether that's driving, whether it's getting a taxi, you know, whatever it is, you, you never want to feel that that feeling again of being so vulnerable. That's a fair point. But I think, I guess what's happening, and just as the final bit, is that a lot of women are feeling, why should I have to make all these accommodations um, for, for what they perceive as all men? But, but then you're asking everyone else to tiptoe around you in the way you feel. So I think course. that's a ridiculous statement. I think if, you know, you, you only you know how you feel in certain situations. Some people wouldn't have a problem at all. And, and certain situations wouldn't bother them in the slightest. Whereas another woman, it would really bother them and it would affect them. So you can't ask everybody else to, to revolve around you as a person, your feelings and your thoughts. You have to take responsibility for your own safety and the way you feel to make sure that you feel safe all the time. Yeah, um, yeah. It's maybe sometimes it's just accepting the world around you and not expecting the world to bend to what you want or or what you need. It can't. It can't <clears throat> bend to what. Not every single person can bend to everybody else's wishes. But, 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 it's impossible. But but isn't that? I suppose in a way though, that's what protest is. You know, we've agreed that Black Lives Matter is valid. Um, this one we seem to be suggesting it's a bit unrealistic and, and maybe verging on being a bit silly. So, But they're all valid. The <clears throat> Me Too movement, the Black Lives Matter movements, they're all, they're all valid and they're, and they're credible. But they're not going to change these. You know, the Me Too movement's been going for a while. You're not going to change people's personalities overnight and the way people are. No, you're you, not. You can't change it. So, so again, you know, you can't change a situation. You can highlight the problems and you can make men more aware of maybe how their behaviour affects women. True, yeah. That's but a... that's, that's all you can do. For women themselves to keep safe, they must take responsibility for themselves. And maybe that's the whole takeaway from this, is that to a point, yes... Unfortunately, the world is the way it is. So maybe a lot of women and men as well yeah. have to um, take responsibility for their own safety. But at the same time, if any good comes out of this, it does make people like me who've never really been prejudiced against get a taste of what it's like. And maybe it will make some men think about, for example, that incident on the train that lady talked about maybe it will make some think again but besides yeah. that everything's just going to carry on as it was before so but of course it is you you just you know you you can't change people you you just this women um this violence against women campaign has been going on in places like india for many years you know yeah. it's it's a it's a campaign that's worldwide and it's just a matter of trying to change attitudes, but it's always going to be a slow process. It's always going to be slow. It is. So you have to look after yourself in the now and not take unnecessary risks. I agree. I do agree. Okay, well, I guess that's it. There was something, but I'll save that for a future time. 
think it's quite funny that this will be episode 55. We did an episode, we did episode 50 last week and I said, we'll take a break now, I won't do any for a few weeks. Now we're five episodes on <laughs> because I've been just nattering on about Lord knows what. Yeah. Thank you for the chat and thank you, Murray, for being quiet while we're talking. Not. <laughs> Not. <laughs> um, we'll uh, talk to you next time. Goodbye. Bye.